0: Sports Talk Chicago, John Zaglul, John Meadows, back here with you. Great first segment. If you missed it, go back and podcast it. Dan McNeil, Sports Talk Radio legend, has a show. One of our great affiliates, WJOB and GenTV, on Friday afternoons. Dan's been in the business for 30-plus years. Obviously, a score original, been around the block. So many great times uh, in Chicago, radio, ESPN 1000, the score, the drive, etc., Uh, He was a great guest and somebody perfect to have on with all this Bears news, kind of breaking same day. So we certainly appreciate Dan for coming on. You can go to sportstalkchicago.com, go to any podcast provider, and um, check out the first part of this show. we got two more segments to go, and obviously there's going to be a lot to discuss. I've been worked up all day. Seeing all this news kind of trickled out little by little, starting in the morning with the Luke Getzy BS. Then, oh, Matt Eberplus gets to stay. My goodness. And then the press conference in and of itself, which was a darn joke. So we have a lot to discuss here. Um, I encourage everybody, before we really get into it, just remember, uh, follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. And also a big shout-out to all of our great affiliates, WKAN, 105.5 The Ticket, ACTV, JTBW, JOB, and C D S 92.9 Talk FM. All right, here we go. The Bears made an interesting yet non-surprising decision because they are the definition of mediocrity in the National Football League. They chose to fire Luke Getzey, which made sense, but keep Matt Eberflus. Ryan Poulos is obviously safe, and Ryan Pouls said today at the Ferris press conference that it was his choice to keep Matt Eberflutes. And Kevin Warren stood right next to them, super happy and thrilled and excited for what was to come. I give Kevin Warren credit, though. I will say this. Talk about a great hype man. I mean, if you want somebody to sell you something, go to Kevin Warren, and ask him to do it, because he's selling everybody on a bunch of BS. Really, uh, kudos to him. How the hell... Does the second-worst coach in Bears history get to stay going 10-24? and 24? Better yet, how does somebody who blows uh, two 10-plus-point leads in the fourth quarter get to stay? No, wait, one more. He had two coaches fired midseason for conduct detrimental to the team. But, no, he gets to stay. He's a good coach. He could judge character. He knows how to hire a staff, which begs the other question. Have he hired Allen Williams and the Bears' running back coach, who both got fired due to quote-unquote HR reasons, then what makes you think he's a good enough judge of character to hire a new offensive coordinator and an offensive staff? How about that for a question? Where the hell were these questions during the press conference? There were some good and hard questions asked. I actually give the Bears reporters credit. Mark Potash, friend of this program. Dan Weiderer, friend of this program. They asked some good questions. They did. That question, if I was there, I would have asked that. Probably would have gotten thrown out of the room. But nevertheless, it needs to be asked. And I heard on the radio after the press conference, heard people saying, actually, according to some sources, Eberplus' job security went up after the Alan Williams scandal. It actually went up because apparently the crisis brought everybody together. Right. Somebody FBI raiding Alan Williams' home brings everybody together like kumbaya. What a freaking joke. You've got to be kidding me. That's what was said. That's unacceptable. In addition to the fact that Matt Iberpluss is the second-worst coach in Bears history as of this day, in two seasons. Oh, two seasons is not enough time. No, two seasons is enough time to know that he's not a capable head coach. He might be a great defensive coordinator. The defense certainly got better throughout the season. But when it comes to actually being a head coach, when it comes to, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, strategy, in-game strategy, hiring the right people, understanding character, winning football games. He is not the guy. No, he's not the guy. And the fact that Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren stood behind him tells me this. This will be their downfall if it doesn't work out, especially for Ryan Poles, because Poles said it was his choice, supposedly, to retain Matt Eberflus. So if Matt Eberflus fails, I don't want to see Ryan Poles around anymore. Now, like with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, it's Poles and eberflus They're a package deal, and that's it. And there's no other way to put it. Ryan Poles has chosen to stick his neck out from at Eberplus. Great. Hope it works out. I wouldn't bet on him. I wouldn't stick my neck out for him, but Ryan Poles has chosen to do it. And if that's the case, I hope it works out. Because if it doesn't, you're both going to be out of a job at about one to two years, I would think, at most. Here's the other thing, too. If the Bears don't make the playoffs next year, I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the excuses are. I don't care what they try to spin it as. It is an abject failure and everybody has to get, everybody has to get fired. If they do not make the playoffs next year, everybody has to get fired. Cause I'm sick of the BS this year. We were sold a bunch of BS in the offseason, If you recall, which I'm sure you do. And I I was sold some of it. I was the one who had some of it, maybe in a dummy. Oh, hey, Justin Fields is looking better and better, which is abjectly false. Hey, we got DJ Moore in. We got all these good players in. We're looking like a team. Clearly not. You went 7-10. When the expectation was, and it was, don't tell me it wasn't, playoffs. Oh, what about all those analysts before the season who said Justin Fields win the MVP award? That didn't happen. In fact, Justin did worse than last year, this year. That's a fact. And here's what makes it even worse. Let's say that uh, the Bears move on from Justin Fields. They bring in Caleb Williams. Let's say they do it at number one. Then they go 4-13 next year. Or even 7-10 and 10 again. Let's say 7-10 and 10 again. Then you're going to fire Matt Eberflus. There's going to be a random offensive coordinator here that's probably going to be let go. Ryan Poles might be fired or maybe he'll find a way to stay. Then you're going to have a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, year two, Caleb Williams. Then here we go again. Same thing. Why don't they learn to do something better than this? It's the same thing. You either do it all, or don't do anything. I'm opposed to keeping everybody around, right? But if they had said, we're gonna keep Getze, Eberplus, and Fields, and Poles, and everybody had um, promises to stay, I would've been pissed, right? But at least there would've been continuity. So then next year, everybody would've gone. But instead, we do this halfway thing. Right? Where Eberplus is fine, he's safe, but Luke Katzi's the reason why the Bears went seven and ten and all the other coaches under Luke Katsey. Justin Fields is kind of an open book right now. We don't really know what's gonna happen, but Ryan Poles is definitely staying and he's gonna stick up for Matt Eberleus. What is this? We're just going round and round in circles. It's circular logic and frankly it's dumb. Do something. Do something definite. Make a damn decision. You know, stand there and say, look, we're gonna do it this way and this is it. Be competent. Be assertive. Don't be wishy-washy. This is a wishy-washy process. This is a half-ass process from the Bears here. This is a half-ass process. Okay? You can't justify keeping a coach, too, who started off on 4 then rallied down the stretch, beating teams, as Dan said, like the Vikings 12-9 in a game in which Josh Dobbs started, and he had three picks against him and you scored 12 points. Or a game in which you beat the Falcons where their head coach fired no quarterback. You beat Taylor Heineke and a combination at the end of Desmond Ritter. Congratulations. You lost to Jordan Love again at the end of the year and you blew games in the beginning, middle, and end of the season. I remember after the Bears lost to Detroit, I brought it up like two weeks after the game and I was told, well, They've grown. Stop bringing that up. That was in the past. You're being stupid. You're being a hater. Well, then they did it again the next week to Cleveland, near the end of the season. So beginning, middle, and end, there were blown losses by double-digit points in the fourth quarter. How is he not getting punished for that? There's been no growth there. You could argue maybe, and I'm not going to argue it, but you could make the argument that maybe there's been some growth for Justin Fields, despite Luke Etsy You can make that argument. I'm not going to agree with it, but you can make it. You cannot argue to me that Matt Ebert-Blues has shown growth from Game 1 to Game 18 or 17. There's no way. There's no growth. They're doing the same crap they did Week 3, Week 4, when they blew the game against Denver. And in the middle of the year, they blew the game against Detroit. And at the end of the year, right, wasn't it early December, late November, they blew the game against the Browns, against Joe Flack, who's 38 years old, and just got up the couch a couple of weeks ago. you got to be kidding me. And everybody gets to stay, with the exception, my bad, of Luke Getze. Because the only reason the Bears won 7-10 this year is because Luke Getzi failed as a play caller. That's the only reason the Bears lost. No, you cannot argue that. But by the Bears making this decision, that's effectively what they're arguing. They're arguing that it was Luke Getze and his staff that caused the Bears tumult and a 7-10 record this year. That is a lie. That's a lie. Okay, that's a lie. It's not true. Ryan Poles hired Matt Eberflus, Right, he inherited Justin Fields. Matt Eberflus, and Brian Poles, or whatever the hell happened, hired Luke Getzey. They hired Allen Williams. They hired the running backs coach who got fired. All these things occurred. And look where they ended up, too, 7-10. What gets me, though, among so many things that uh, Eberflus did wrong, and this team did wrong what really gets me is the fact that according to sources or reports and i'm not even reporting this i heard this today i'm just repeating what i heard that apparently after the scandals is when everybody came together so after the alan williams thing that's when iber status as a head coach was actually strengthened that is the most backwards logic i've ever heard so you got some guy who does some shady things okay gets uh, or sorry, uh, resigns, my bad, wasn't fired, I, I can't say that, because then they're going to say I'm slandering him. He resigns. There was confirmed an FBI uh, investigation, I don't want to use the word raid, investigation on his home, and that, out of all of that, we hear, oh, actually, after all of that, Matt Iberpluss' status as a coach got better. Everybody strengthened when a crisis occurred. That's the biggest BS I've ever heard. This is such a joke. Ryan Poles is going to have to sit down and and, and uh, absorb this decision now too. We got it on record. We heard it today on the press conference and just throughout the decision-making process and through other reports and anonymous sources. That's it. So if bad Plus doesn't work, Ryan Poles better be out the door with him. And if Ryan Poles gets to stay after a year or two and Eberplus is fired, that's another damn joke too. I don't care how many coaches a GM typically gets, oh, he usually gets two before he gets fired. No, he stuck his neck out for the second worst coach in Bears history. So now they're both on the hot seat, in my opinion. If they don't do anything next year, if they don't make the playoffs going 10 and 7 next year, both on the hot seat. Both could be gone. Not kidding. It should be that way. Well, it's a three-year process, a four-year process. Yeah, it is a process. But things should have been better this year than 7-10, and 10, and you had an opportunity to do that every step of the way. But you let off-the-field issues with your coaches that you hired get in the way. You didn't know how to manage time in the fourth quarter and win football games. And you stuck with a quarterback who clearly isn't the guy you might even stick with him next year, too. Because as of right now, according to the press conference, Ryan Poles didn't Reveal fully whether or not he's going to stick with Justin Fields or not. He said he's going to evaluate decisions and evaluate the situation. I'll also say this: How do you not contact Jim Harbaugh? I'm not even saying I'm a supporter. I'm not even saying that I'm such a diehard for Harbaugh. But when asked the question, Polls goes, "No, he's the Michigan head coach. We've got Matt. Are you kidding me?" You're going to compare Matt Eberflus to say we got Matt. We're good. Oh my goodness! In addition to whoever else is out there right now, by the way, Mike Vrabel's available. Pete Carroll, I mean, Pete Carroll's not going to come here. I know he's older, but even Pete Carroll, you're going to tell me if you had to choose between Pete Carroll and Matt Eberplus, you'd choose Matt Eberplouse? No. Of course you choose Pete Carroll. There were actually a lot of decent names out there. In addition to coordinators getting their first shot, offensive guys getting interviews, getting their opportunities. Like Slowick from Houston, he's getting a ton of interviews right now. He's probably going to be a head coach. Johnson from Detroit probably going to be a head coach this year getting tons of interviews so i don't know what the thought process was up there in Hallis Hall i wish i was in the room when they were deliberating but i don't like the end result and for those who tell me that uh, you should be patient and there's nuance to the conversation this is a time when there's really no nuance to the conversation this is a time in which you really can't rationally justify what occurred you could justify based on feelings you could say hey they have a good working relationship they don't want to get people angry they're worried about the locker room culture that you could justify you can't justify this based on pure numbers and performance you can't do it and what makes it even worse That again, you could have a situation that you just emulated with the previous administration two years ago, where you're gonna have a lame duck head coach, then the GM and the head coach are gonna get fired, then you're stuck with the quarterback who's the number one pick, not gonna get developed, then in five years, Caleb Williams is a bust, then we do it again. Why? Why does it have to be this way? Why do they have to do it this way? Why can't they actually think outside of the box for once? And you would think with Kevin Warren, According to the reports I read a few weeks ago that he's going to look at this objectively and not be loyal and make decisions, it kind of sounds like it wasn't really objective. It kind of sounds like it was subjective, meaning that there was a bias. And, of course, there was. I'm too scared to fire Ryan Poles. I'm too scared to fire Matt eberplus But we'll fire Luke Gensie because that's the easy and popular choice. And we have no decision that Justin Fields yet. I just don't understand. I'm certainly not a fan of any of this. But Justin Fields, as of right now, is still a Chicago Bear. And as of right now, technically, is still the starting quarterback. Guess we'll see how that goes. This was a wild day at Hellas Hall. And the end result is not something that we should be advocating for. And it's not something that I'm going to be cheering up and down about. And there are very few people who are. People actually have brains on this one. and I think everybody kind of understood and knew what was going on here. Dumb move, dumb idea didn't work. Won't work. But the Bears do have Justin fields. For now. What should they do there? I'm going to tell you why it's probably not the best idea to keep him. And this isn't even going to be a personal thing or a slandering thing, right? It's just when you combine his performance. The years he's played, in addition to the lame duck potential for a head coaching situation, it literally makes no sense to keep him. Who knows what the Bears are going to do, right? But it makes no sense to keep him. This whole thing's out of whack. And this process, this decision process, is horrendous. But that's Bears football for you. So we'll talk more about Justin Fields here in a second. Should the Bears draft Williams or keep fields? We'll talk about that now, knowing what we know. Stay tuned. This is Sports Talk Chicago. We're going to be right back. Stay tuned.